What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain what's up everybody welcome to the Aubrey marcus podcast once again, with my man, a favorite of the show, Mr. Corey Allen. How you doing, brother? I'm great. Thank you. So, dude, um, I was just in Peru going to do some ayahuasca, bringing some good friends, headed to the Blue Morpho this time with our friend Maestro Hamilton. And uh, so the first night, I haven't told you this story. So the first night I'm in there, and we'd had some talks before I went and talked about some of our you know, similar visions about dealing with these astral snakes that come in yeah. our vision. And, and uh and you were talking about how, you know, your favorite way to go Green Lantern on them is to turn into your eagle man and, mm-hmm. and grab them. And so I kind of had that in my head. And so I'm going into the ceremony and drink the ayahuasca, which, man, every time you drink it, it's just exponentially worse. Like, <laughs> like the taste of it is so brutal because I think your your brain like remembers like, oh, this doesn't feel good on my body. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have it. So the yeah. taste. Uh, anyway, so it's horrible. So. Get through that. So sound, um, sound endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, that's, that's like not the fun part. Of, yeah. you know, there's not a lot of fun parts. Mm-hmm. There's, there's sometimes there are, but, but anyway, so beyond that we get in and then, you know, you get your hour and a half or hour or whatever, where the medicines start to kick in and very right off the bat, when the visions start coming, there's this big old snake that comes up and I talked to you about it. And you know, some of my strategies, I talked to you about it on the podcast with Dr. Dan as well about my own way of dealing with it, showing up with invincibility, not fighting, not having to, and just kind of showing strength and recognizing that and showing the the astral snake some love. And then generally we come to a peaceful accord, but it's still a dance because Mm -hmm. I have to be 100% confident in my ability to do that in order for the snake to stop fucking fucking with me. It's like... um like plugging a drain that's underwater, like your hand has to slowly move, move, and then you just, boom. You just yeah. click in this presence. Right. And once your mind is clicked into that space and everything is neutral. Without doubt, like belief has to ride that yeah. through. Because if I have, you know, you have that wavering doubt about my own, if I have that doubt about my own strength, my own invincibility, and the snakes start fucking with me, trying to bite me or swallow me yeah. or do whatever these astral snakes mm-hmm. do. But anyway, so I was getting ready for that. I was like, all right, I got to kind of steal myself, focus my thoughts, get my belief patterns, show up. And then out of fucking nowhere, this ego claw just goes shutunk, and grabs it before it even comes up to me and freezes the snake. Total like freezing of time. Like it was going to bite me. Like big snake mouth going to bite me and this eagle claw comes and grabs it Mm -hmm. and the snake like stops like right in front of me and I'm able to just kind of look at it. I was like looking at the fangs. I was like, oh, and I could totally feel like it was you. 
Now, I don't know <laughs> if it was you or if it was not you, if it was my imagination of you, but I didn't even have to do all the normal shit that I normally had to do because there's a big ass eagle claw that was not coming from my imagination that just goes whack was and grabs the, it. The first night? The very first night. Hmm, that's interesting because, <laughs> that, that, you know, it's, it's probably quite woo woo sounding to people who aren't familiar. Right. But that first night, uh, I was thinking about you because I remember you said you were going down there. Right. And so, uh, as I was going to sleep that night, I started just kind of like astrally traveling in my mind. And, um, shared that experience no way yeah i was i was yeah. wondering and i hadn't brought it up because i knew we were going to do a podcast <laughs> so i didn't want to tell you and spoil it but it was totally like oh fucking Corey just grabbed that thing yeah that's why i'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't have any reaction because i was going to tell you the same the same story but just from the other perspective <clears throat> and it wasn't like you grabbed it and it was struggling like you grabbed it and froze it i have some new dance moves in the astral space <laughs> Um, I, I'm graduated to a uh, a golden eagle now. <laughs> a golden that, eagle that moves wow. in like a hyperspeed. So yeah, it happened like this. You know? Yeah, it was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, that was fucking yeah. funny. It's interesting that the golden eagle is so much more uh, mellow, chill, and relaxed. It's like, um, you know, all these things are like correlations towards the deeper inner workings of our psychology, of course, you know, you can look at these things all symbolically and think, how is this working? You know, at the, yeah. the most basic like launch pad of human consciousness <clears throat> in the way that I look at, uh, at these, these deeper layers of this process is like, it's, it's like pride, it's like pride without, or con- you know, pride without ego, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, Things like that where you get into these really complex, deeper layers. And it's interesting to me that the further you go, the more um, completely normal it is. You know, it's without the trying, it's without the like the fireworks and without the the um, kind of all of the the um, like striving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Yes, the striving and, and all that. And it's just this kind of deep, quiet type of awareness you know yeah. and it just keeps getting deeper and quieter you know yeah that was you know pride without ego is an interesting thought but of course it makes perfect sense ego will always ego is driven by fear right, right. and it's and because of that it's rife with delusion and but fear you know fear of not being good enough fear of not showing up drives vulnerability drives ego mutual. right yeah yeah so well vulnerability is fear-based right, right? that's you know? what i mean yeah in, in within fear it's a huge one mm-hmm. so <clears> then <throat> you know but but having that kind of quiet steady that steady awareness that steady pride not striving not doing it to show off not mm-hmm. doing it because ah oh, this makes me powerful i'm yeah. dominating yeah. i'm conquering i feel good about it but that's just what it's just what you do it's when you, your heart or your chest is puffed out, uh, and it turns from that being pride and 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 all right, you know, and and muscular, you know, uh, puffed out in this to it being that your heart is so big that it's pushing your chest out. Yeah, that was That's what the, old Don Howard would used to say: is your heart would get, and you could feel that on the Wachuma, and your heart would get so expanded that that would push forward, and then your head would naturally lift up to yeah. the heavens. And it's funny, like if you watch the Wachuma documentary you'll see this point where he's behind me and I'm up at the altar and everybody would take mm-hmm. turns at the, uh, at the altar of the Masada. And, 
and he's kind of just allowing the Masada to do its magic. And all of a sudden, my chest just, just starts pushing forward. And then my heart lifts up, and you just see him cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's yeah. seen that trick happen a million times before. Because yeah. when your heart expands like that, your head naturally wants to look yeah, up. Yeah, mine exploded. <laughs> yeah, yours exploded. That was during ayahuasca, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've told that we've told that story mm-hmm. before on the podcast. If anybody hasn't heard Corey Allen's crazy ayahuasca adventures, I would recommend going back and and taking a look at that. But one of the things that we've both had in common is, you know, you cross that veil very frequently with meditation, but of course with ayahuasca, it seemed to accelerate that ability. But you've always had really good access to the visual mm-hmm. realms, which we call the astral, could right. be the imagination, I whatever. Like light world is the light is, world, is a good term. whatever it is. Um, but then, you know, and also for me, the access to that is much, much easier now. And for me, it's always the plants have definitely helped that, but also the meditation and also the diet. So it's something that, you know, doing these medicine journeys to see visions, it's not necessary. It's not. And, and also, you know, whenever you are in that space, whether someone's like taking mushrooms or or even like a pot edible or something like that, and they're trying to get into that space. You know, whenever you're there and you're using one of these things, whether it be ayahuasca or what have you, the the consciousness of that plant is with you in that space and Mm -hmm. colors your vision of that space. Yeah. So I believe if you get there without it, then you are you are completely you and you're on your own. Yeah. And that's where I think those allies stay with you. Well, I mean, you know, as far as as far as the filtration and the lens sure. through which you're looking at this this scene from, you yeah, know? and and honestly, that's the space that interests me the most. Me too. At this, you it's know, like at this I'm, point. I'm such like an anti-authority that even have a problem with that. Yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I got to do it all on yeah. my own. <laughs> like, not even these things that yeah. I use my hands exactly. to put in my mouth yeah. and digest. Like that's too much help. Yeah. Like I got to do it all on my own. Yeah, fractal like self anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> fractal self anarchy. Yeah, that's that's you. There. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I have no control over it. <laughs> yeah. So talk about a little bit about, you've been leading um, some kind of meditation workshops at mm-hmm. Black Swan Yoga here, which is our yoga studio. Um, and I've been, you know, getting deeper into that. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But what's your kind of method for meditation that you're leading in these groups? Because I heard the last one went great across yeah. the board. Yeah, it really did. Um, they've, they've all been really great and uh it's basically a lot of methods that i've learned over the years you know i've studied meditation for uh closing on 20 years now and um you know it's basically there's so much esoteric information about it there's so much just kind of like soft western diluted information about it and there's so many techniques whether it's you know you go into sufi mysticism or uh, you know, Zen Buddhism or, you know, Chinese doctrine of enlightenment, like, you know, of course, in India, there's a whole nother school. There's all these schools. But where's the one where you wear Prada glasses and you stand on people and you drive Rolls Royces? <laughs> that's that's, you know, a lot of the Indian Babas actually would, <laughs> yeah. would oh, be that, close to that. Oh, that's Bikram Yoga. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Now I, now I yeah. remember. Um, yeah, a lot of, and, and you know, they they don't need any of those things. They just uh, have them as an example to show you, uh, you know. Get, so get that's us, like a, that's like a Sufi trick, right? right. Is what I heard. Like that's that's what someone tried to explain to me. Yes, yeah, just give me all of your possessions and money, and I'll show you how unattached I am to it all. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, didn't and if just, anyone would like to do it, my PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get back to but exactly they, your they train of thought. But didn't didn't. 
Does anybody know? Didn't Bikram just get charged with some fucking? I, I try not to read. It. Yeah, he got busted shit. for something. Does anybody know what happened to, to Bikram? We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some info from uh, from our team over here and find out. Look up the latest Bikram scandal because. He, that's kind of hilarious to me. It is. I, I, you know, I have this thing. I don't like whenever I hear someone doing something fucked up or getting arrested or you know getting busted for something. I just don't read about it. I just don't <laughs> want to in my brain. I think that what you know, what you eat is how your body feels, and what you put in your mind is is how your consciousness shapes. Well, and, we're gonna put in some like pervy. <laughs> we're gonna put in some pervy Bikram shit right now. So Corey, I just don't like to fucking deal with it. I don't. Right, I, you know, be, yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, you know, he wears speedos and glasses and stands on people and gold chains. All right, what's going on? That looks like a picture, Lando. Is that his scandal or what's going on? He looks like Scott Storch, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the scandal. Rape scandal. That's good. Good job, Bikram. Fucking idiot. Raping multiple instructors. Raping mm. multiple instructors. Who I think guess his, from yeah, that I think fucking rapey speedo that he had there? <clears throat> I think his path is actually. Um, it's it was it's been predetermined. So it's, is that is that a Sufi trick to is he is he raping people to show how unattached he is to sex? Is that um, what, yeah, that, that could be part <laughs> of it. And uh, also, I, you know, but in, in a more serious way, perhaps his. You know, existence in this whole path is just a part of one of the uh, polarities that the universe has pushed forward to show us the 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 uh, you know trenches on the path. Yeah, you know? almost that kind of kill the Buddha type yeah. of mentality. Yeah. Like it's everybody like, holding this guy in such high regard and right. you don't stray from the from the Bikram way. These fixed poses and blistering foot smelling heat and you know and all of a sudden it's like yeah. oh this guy's a fucking idiot pitfalls on the past man this guy's a fucking idiot so yeah. choose you know choose something that that makes sense and don't choose then that goes back to my my meditation that i've been classes i've been teaching is that there don't choose the path there's there's not this one way don't get lost in the methods mm. they're they're kind of helpful you know you can take what is useful to you individually yeah. in these things <clears throat> but there's not this this prescription for successful meditation the only thing you need to do is just sit down and or, or or even not that but as far as your beginning you just just sit there and just give yourself time give yourself a few moments without trying to look at your phone without you know having the computer on without having any music on with anything just sit down for 5 minutes and just sit there that's the beginning just do that the basic elements of stillness right right it's just and you know you'll be fidgety at first of course everyone is you know but the more you do that the more that you learn to relax and release into the fact that you know you don't have to be interacting with everything all the time with, with your body and you get used to not doing that and the more you practice that over years that stillness that ability to not be fidgety and not be uncomfortable in that space it starts to just kind of melt into your life so mm. that that mindfulness and that that just kind of um relaxation almost uh, you know of, of your body and that comfort with not always interacting with something starts to become a part of your who you are one of the things the analogies that just occurred to me that makes sense is I was just on a boat recently out. I was integrating in Costa Rica, which was fun. But we took a couple boats out and went fishing. But one of the days in particular, the seas were turbulent, right? And so in those turbulent seas, your body you know, acclimates to the rocking of the boat so that when you actually get to still land, you're, it feels weird. Like right. still ground feels weird because you're whatever it is, your central nervous system or whatever is compensating for the rocking of the boat so you don't fucking sure. totally lose all your stomach contents. Yeah. It, it takes a while to get used to solid ground again. And it's almost like 
we're so used to the turbulence of our own mind and the constant going mm-hmm. and the checking the email. It's like having, you know, it's like being on a boat and then all of a sudden we try to get to a still place. Yeah, and sea we're legs. Still, yeah, yeah, we're still rocking. We got our yeah. sea legs on. You know, yeah. so then you have to get used to that level of, of stillness. For sure, for sure. So, you know, these people that are coming to this, there's people of all ages, you know, of, of all backgrounds, it seems, coming to this. Uh, and I, I mean, probably not all ages. <laughs> yeah, there's been some, some quite, kids. Uh, uh, there's, yeah, there was a, a really young uh, couple of kids in the last one, and also some people who were uh, a bit older, like in their cool. 60s, I would guess. Who um, they said they'd never been to Black Swan before, and they they came. It was really nice. Oh. Um, but you know the thing is, is it's like I don't want them to get to feel intimidated or feel uncomfortable with not knowing. Because you go, you step into something, and they go, well, "Here's all this information you got to learn. Here's all these terms and all this nonsense." And really, that's kind of inconsequential at that level. It's so what I've done is I've deconstructed um, all of these methods that I've studied over the years, and and during the guided portion. I'm basically getting them to use these methods and these techniques without it being so um, explicitly like, okay, from you know the first five minutes was this thing. The second, it's very casual, very smooth, and very, very you know just just chill. Oh, very smooth. Quite. Yeah, something, shocking, something, right? Something, <laughs> something new and different yeah. for you. Something yeah. real smooth, like, huh? Exactly. Uh, I'm yeah. creamy peanut butter. I can't <laughs> help it, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, so anyway, so I just try and do that and um, get people comfortable with it. And then as it gets, I typically do a couple of sections. So the first one is a little bit of conversation to get them everybody comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do some very, very basic things, you know, very basic techniques like getting people to sit and to feel comfortable in their body. You know, their body touching the ground and the ground touching their body back, their body being a foundation for the the uh, you know for the for their torso and their to- and their head floating on top of that and then just reminding people to relax their eyes and their mouth and their shoulders and their neck and tongue and heart and everything mm. and then just br- simple breathing things and I try and really enforce like it's so easy just you know bring out your stomach at the bottom and roll it up towards the top and then let your chest fall and then this is easy 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 just simple release so your and breathing pattern is breath. go. Go through your breathing pattern again. Um, it, in, in that stage, it's yeah. um, you extend the lowest part of your abdomen. So your diaphragm. Stomach, yeah, is, is, and then extend that, take a breath. And then as you breathe in, roll that upwards and expand your chest. So you're coming out here and then rolling upwards. Yeah. And then just let your chest fall. You breathe, you exhale naturally. So you just let your chest fall. And then you start moving into things like, as you exhale, relax. So breathe, breathe in. And then you inflate your chest. And as you drop your chest, you re- release, mm-hmm. relax, release your, your shoulders and your eyes and all that shit. And then as uh, you know, we move forward, we take a little break. I let people walk around because people are probably feeling pretty fidgety. Some of them are. And then um, answer any questions that might have come up. And then the, the, the next section, I move into something a little bit more, a little bit deeper. So now they're comfortable with that. They're comfortable with me. And I start moving into astral projections. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't ever. <laughs> oh, okay. <it's, laughs> I, I can never have a, I, you know, I always have this kind of joker part of my mind. <laughs> if I, you know, so you get feel comfortable. But again, you know, we move right into these things. They're, they're done. You know, I, I try and do them in a way that's just really, really comfortable and not like super bizarre, but I definitely tell people like imagine having gills on either side of your torso and you're on the horizon of your mind. You see 
thousands of points of white light that you draw in uh-huh. and then move to your sacral energy space and then so really utilizing spine, their imagination then, yeah yeah and then having create. a yeah pin move that up into your brain and then have a pinwheel of white light you know twirl of your third eye and then turn into a a white electric lotus that's blossoming over and over and over and then bring that down to your heart and as you exhale imagine a 30 foot long flame coming out and the internal <laughs> negative space inside of your body takes all of the sharp pieces which are emotions and negative uh, your know, spiritual inju- inju- injuries and things like that and as you breathe out you remove all of those things and they come out of your heart in this giant fire and are incinerated into a cloud of green smoke you know things like that for example yeah that yeah would be something yeah. You'd say. it yeah. is something i've said you know you just draw people through yeah. things like that and that's cool yeah they use your imagination and under the hood there's a there's a lot of technique and you know that's anything from some uh, uh that's like ancient sufi heart opening exercises yeah. to you know all sorts of different stuff but sure. it doesn't need to be called that it's just you know because it's just a uh, a movement of the mind the heart and the body yeah. and the breath to to get to that result so yeah, I've I've been uh, I'm definitely looking forward to experiencing one of those. I happen to be out of town all the time <clears throat> when you're doing it, but that sounds great. And I know that you got to be um, you were helping me record the meditation um, that I really like right now, which is a blend of again the same thing, a blend of a lot of methods. Some stuff I got from Tom Brown's Sacred Silence meditation, some open focus techniques, some um, other just whatever I could draw upon some kind of astral astral techniques and using people's imagination and uh it's interesting you know mine is a bit more mechanical in that it's forcing these contractions yeah, and releases <laughs> look at <Yeah>. you <laughs> yeah, look at like, me like... <laughs> think about my mind and my brain and look at you and look at your body i mean of course yeah so mine is more like you know muscle contractions for your meditative yeah you know consciousness that's what i said when we were done i was like man i was like doing spirit reps <laughs> yes and... yeah totally totally but i find that for you know meatheads like you know i'm partly uh, partly consider sure. myself a meathead it's particularly effective because it's just that they're used to that kind of methodology yeah. like even someone like my my stepbrother yeah. you know like i was able to do a guided meditation in peru and he's like holy shit nice. the first time i was able to meditate because it's you just do the reps Aubrey marcus turning turning meatheads into meat hearts since <laughs> yeah. 2010 yeah. <laughs> um but it's cool man and it's like uh there's so many different ways to get there. And I think it's just such an obstacle for people. Oh, I don't know how to minute. They've tried it. Right. Tried something that didn't quite work. Yeah. And everybody can meditate. And people think it's this thing that's so complex, you know, because there's so much written about it. There's so much esotericism and so many dusty. I mean, I, I've read all the dusty old books, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of the all the classic works and essays and Suzuki and all mm-hmm. the mysticism, everything. And and uh, I'm glad that I did. But, you know, really, my advancements came whenever I, I read all those things. And I just tried any, anything from that to Aleister Crowley, you know, and just reading those things and then putting them into practice yeah. and being like, what kind of results did I get from that? And then just moving that. And then now at this point in, in, in my work with that, I'm not really I don't really try uh, in my own practice or even in the class to really approach anything, I just listen. You know, you, when I sit down and I just open the, you know, the canal essentially and just listen to what's coming and I just say it. It's kind of interesting teaching the class because I, uh, it's sort of like playing a drum kit because mm-hmm. it's like you've got your hi-hat and your snare drum and then your kick drum all happening at different increments. And sort of like that because I'm 
meditating myself, I'm also listening to what's coming so that what I could say, but I'm also saying it out loud to a room full of people. So it's sort of uh, this interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, process. Well, you're allowing the universe to play you as an instrument. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, it's you gotta keep it on the balance going. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it all all happening. Yeah, so. it's it's a cool it's a cool thing when you see, you know, when you see everybody drop in because you just feel the energy oh, shift. Yeah. Like you you understand the sleep energy because there's definitely some people that fall asleep. That's what I always tell people about meditation. I say it's so easy, you know, and and this isn't mine, but, you know, this is a quote, but you say it's so easy. You do it every night when you're sleeping. The trick is just doing that while you're awake. Yeah, you know, that's that's meditation. Yeah. And we've had, you know, beautiful transformations just in the classes. Like last class, uh, this nice uh, older lady, she burst into tears during the meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've op- I've seen people struggling with really, really challenging, you can just see it in their face and in their bodies. They're really struggling with challenging things. And and uh, it's great. I mean, my, my whole, the reason I started doing it is really just to be of service. You know, sure. I just want to take all the things that I've learned over my life and on my path and if there's anything i can do and it seemed like the best forum to try and spread some of the information and i really honestly i wanted to do something like uh those classes for a long time but i wanted to wait until i knew that my ego and my relation to myself was in the right place where it needed to be because whenever i go in there i really keep a strong finger on um my you know my identity and my ego mm-hmm. and just my energy and myself because under no circumstance do i want to get in there and i i make sure that there's no i'm not giving any chances where someone could try and look at me as anything other than just a, a dude that is telling them something right you know i want everyone to move inward not outwards towards someone else right you know <clears throat> very makes a lot of sense you know and that's only the that's the really the pure way to do it yeah you know otherwise you're creating another bikram and yeah exactly i'll be be bailing you out of of jail on some weird charges yeah i'm like don't worry i started a a cult was in there we're good Corey, what the fuck man what are you doing so i can't help it i can't (laughs) going down and do a boga fuck it that's it you gotta sort some shit out well as you saw on your last trip you don't have to go anywhere to do it uh, that's true and it's way it's way, the eagle claw way, has way, more, way more comfortable <laughs> the eagle claw has reached through space and time my friend i know that was fucking that was fucking that but so one of the things that's happening in meditation that's causing these releases is we're altering the brainwave pattern and you could you've there's been a ton of studies that have shown what happens to brainwaves during meditation and generally they start moving from beta into alpha states and then eventually as you go deeper into theta states and then for you know the real fucking masters of the game you can even get into some delta potentially Mm -hmm. while still being awake but it's a weird awake delta level you know at that point it's a little squirrely the, the lines are blurry yeah. at that well you're just seeing truth yeah you know that, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. those two hemispheres of the brain as far as brain states of sleeping and awaking are really just the same shit yeah. you know uh if you if you look at reality as and kind of deconstruct the waking consciousness not to go on in a wormhole here but you know mm, it fits the, <laughs> yeah it fits right so um you look at what is my reality, you know, and uh, it's 
on a technical level. You go, I've got this nervous system that's sucking in this, this, this dimension outside of my skin and other dimensions. I'm taking it through my nervous system in this cyclical feedback loop. It's coming in through your perceptions, in, through my perceptions and all of the, you know, neurosomatic, uh, grids and imprintations you have in your brain based on past experience are taking these pieces of things and all the associative semantic and symbolic information and you're applying it into this grid and this pattern that you've grown based on your experience your genetics and and all those your chemistry and all those things so you're assimilating out of these pieces your consciousness by fitting them into your own personal grid which is why we all experience a different reality is because we all have different bodies different chemistries different associative memories and in genetics so you think about what is that really? So all of these things and all of these symbols are going into these brain, your brain, creating this pattern, creating this image. But in sleeping time, <laughs> whenever you're sleeping, your brain is doing that kind of in reverse. So you're defragging and you're taking all these broken kind of pieces of symbols in your mind and mm -hmm. that have been in those little grooves and slots that you've created over your life. And it's purging. And, and that's why they're so weird is because it's these random pieces all coming together to create your dreaming reality. But if you look at both of those things from above, what's the difference? Well, one is in it's an internally generated process and one is largely externally driven stimulus i would say would be the difference right right but you know the the stimulus is still like as far as the the uh the compartments in your brain where all this information is going or flowing from like it's all kind of in that 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 space uh, it's all the same right you know, in this way well it's almost like an inhale versus an exhale right exactly right? exactly but one yeah. is taking in and one is, yeah anyway one is that's a, a fun digression on yeah, on no, what i've thought about it's sleeping a great and, way to yeah. it's a great way to look at sleeping but it's uh, you know another interesting thing is a lot like with float tanks with meditation and something we're going to get into in a minute binaural beats when you're getting these brainwave states you're getting the kind of same restorative process as sleep Absolutely. Like, which is the parasympathetic activation. It's this defragging process, which generally occurs largely in REM. The restorative states happen, the parasympathetic happens in the, in the interphase states and the kind of deeper rest states of sleep. But the most important part of that is it's all controlled by your brainwave patterns, right. which is the collections of neurons firing at certain frequencies, um, you know, together. I, as far as I understand it, your brain puts out all of the frequencies all the time, but it's just the, how the majority of them are pulsing together. All of the neurons are firing in groups, and that's how you group, you know, beta, alpha, theta, yeah. delta. It's, it's like an elevator. Like, just because you're on floor four doesn't mean that floor one, two, three, and five, six, and seven, eight don't exist. Don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when you're getting, do they? What, <laughs> so what they found, so just briefly on the brain waves, so alpha state, which is around 10 Hertz seems to be the best flow, best flow state. Mm -hmm. So if you're Laird Hamilton dropping in on a fucking hundred footer, <clears throat> I, I damn I, better I, well be at about 10 Hertz. True. And, and personally, I like gamma, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's right. the inverse of the Delta. So that's another, that's, that's another angelic area. state of mind. Yeah. So that's another, that's like at what 60 that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the high end of beta, which has a very similar effect, you know, which is pushing past that kind of frantic day to day, you know, brainwave pattern mm -hmm. into this other breakthrough 
pattern of gamma, which is this almost ecstatic hummingbird brain, <laughs> ecstatic kind of revelatory. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's like this stunned awareness almost. Like that's how I feel in that state. Is this like, yeah, like like I'm I'm like almost uh, paralyzed by just my own consciousness. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, it would be. It would have been fucking awesome if I had brainwave data on all my ayahuasca trips <laughs> throughout the days. Because there's, there's it a particular like... sensation where it's happened in DMT trips where it feels like the top of my head peels off. Yeah, and it's about the best fucking feeling in the world. Like everything is like super charged with electricity. At one point, it was like a 25 minute full body orgasm. <laughs> like that was my second ayahuasca trip, and it was like tickling from my toes to my head it was not sexual yeah. but it was like felt just ecstatic my thoughts were clear everything was electric and i'm imagining that was in some super gamma state I've, i mean it was this crazy state it's like, an interesting it's track. Con convertible brain it's like putting the top yeah, down yeah, yeah, putting the top. <laughs> <laughs> just everything was yeah. was ripping through but anyways yeah so gamma at the top and then beta where we're you know, normally operating and then alpha, which is, you know, correlated to flow state. So mm -hmm. like Robbie Madison, when he was driving that motorcycle on that wave, did you see that shit? Uh, no, this guy rigged his motorcycle, Robbie Madison, a motorbike rider, uh -huh. rigged his motorcycle. So it had like a little bit bigger treads so it could tread water and then put like a little skim at the bottom, like a little mini surfboard. Oh my God. And was riding. He starts on the land. And then he goes in this stream and follows the stream out to the ocean. He's in Tahiti and he's just <laughs> ripping across the ocean on his motorcycle. And then he drops into like this 12 foot pipe of a wave on his motorcycle. And then, <laughs> and then he rode off into the sky yeah. and there was this little twinkle, this ping, and he, yeah. no one ever saw him again. You gotta, if you yeah. haven't seen that yet, Google the Robbie That's Madison. That's so crazy. Yeah, it is, it is insane. But anyway, so if he's doing that and it's like, you know, you're in this alpha state. Yeah, and the, everything. The Key chance correlation between alpha brain and you know yeah i know exactly alpha. right which actually showed in the clinical studies to increase peak alpha which was pretty fucking cool yeah but anyways um so then beneath that though that's when it starts to get into theta and an interesting part about theta which is around that eight hertz level mm -hmm. is the schumann resonance comes in at 7.83 and that is the actual like frequency of the earth itself right right, right. So, which is, I think, you know, to me makes a lot of sense why when you're in nature, it's so relaxing and like exactly. restorative. Like when you're out and really tapped in, like at the beach or a really peaceful state, you know, it's, you're connecting to like a frequency that is it's almost as if we're a part of nature. Corey, don't tell right, no right. crazy talk Fuck here. Cut we're humans. <laughs> we're humans. There's the earth. It's our job to dominate the yeah. earth. Haven't you read the Bible? Fuck. Make more plastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Styrofoam, everything. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's in there around 7.83. Uh -huh. And obviously, it's not the same as a brainwave, but the frequency correlates. And, um, and then, of course, you get into the deeper states of that delta, which comes in around four. But... Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's a lot of what's happening in, in neurologically when you're doing these meditations. Right. And so to segue in, one of the things that, you know, we've been working on is something that I discovered a little while ago, um, which was binaural beats. And I was pretty skeptical at first. And I put on 
these binaural beats, my mother and also some of the hockey players I've been working with have been talking to me about them. So I was like, right, fuck it, I'll try it. My mom and pro hockey players are telling me it's like, <laughs> it's right? correlated. Just <laughs> yeah. my mom or just hockey players, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> but both my mom and hockey players, when that Venn diagram, when yeah. that comes together, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I'm gonna listen here. That's there's two different enough people that I think there For might sure. be something to it. And I remember the first time I tried. Um, and this wasn't one of our beats, but the first time I tried, I remember that I didn't feel like I was asleep, but Whitney was like, you were totally snoring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I felt great, like super restored. And so I started talking to you about it because I was using it more and found it as a useful tool. And basically it's, and I'll let you explain it more, but it's, you know, a missynchronization of sounds mm -hmm. in your brain that creates kind of like a manual water slide to right. a certain type of brainwave state you know and and what i found is it's pretty fucking effective and i have some studies too but i'm gonna let you kind of explain a little bit more of what's happening there and then we'll talk a little bit more about how it's used sure so at the at the most basic level um you talking about the different brainwave states the alpha theta you know delta gamma etc <clears throat> one of your your brain is 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 beating at that frequency. Mm -hmm. So the what the binaural beat is 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 in one ear you play a sine tone, which is um, just a wavelength. It's it's a, just a pure waveform, right? So if you hear a like a boom, whoa, 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 that sound, that's like a, a straight up you know uh, sine tone, right? So you play one frequency of that in one ear, and one frequency of that in the other ear. But the difference between those two frequencies is the desired uh, frequency that you're looking for as far as your brainwave frequency. So that's it's called brain entrainment, brainwave entrainment. So uh, what's happening is that your brain tries to, you know, since there's uh, this slight difference in, in uh, say you're looking for seven hertz, you know, or something like that, or six, then in one ear you could put like a hundred hertz sine tone, in the other ear you put a 107 hertz sine tone. So the difference of those is seven. Mm -hmm. So in each ear hitting your brain, your brain is trying to calculate the difference between these vibrations and it becomes entrained to that frequency, right? Right. So there's, there's so much research on that in general, but also what other, uh, what was what interesting is as far as uh, the, the beats that I made is what's interesting is that there's, there's been so much research on how different frequencies affect the body, not only the brain, but, but the, all different parts of the body, even mm -hmm. emotionally or physically different places. So the thing that's unique about, about these, these beats is that, um, you know, some of them are more mechanical where you would say, we're going to just try and strictly get to this theta state, you know? Um, but, uh, the majority of them have, uh, uh, about, you know, 10 to 20, different frequencies that are coming in and out over the span of 5, 10, 20 minutes even. So what's happening is, is I'm kind of conducting this flow of phys like uh, physical, emotional, and brainwave uh, manipulation. So, uh, you know, we're really trying to do things like have serotonin release, mm -hmm. um, you know, different frequencies that have shown in, in uh, you know, clinical studies to have emotional release, mm -hmm. a feel of, of, uh, you know, mental liberation of sorts, you know, things so like that. So basically through, you know, EEG <clears throat> research, you know, there's been a correlation between when the brainwave is at this particular frequency, there is some physiological, somatic right. correlation. Exactly. And then, so you use that research in the 
in the construction of your beats to exactly. create create an effect that's pretty fucking cool so like patient a through d whenever right. you played a and there's combinations too which I, I use these these combinations it's like playing like the like harmonies of the body right mm-hmm. of the mind and, and and the emotional state and the neurological activity so uh they'll say you know if, if like an 80 hertz something based in 80 hertz so then you could make a not to not to reveal too much about our process here but mm-hmm. you know th- and then if you also stack another frequency that's way higher in the in the spectrum so 80 hertz is about the um uh that's about like the baseline of like a bass guitar is like mm-hmm. 80 hertz so then it would also say let's say you add 10,000 something you know hertz as well and that's oh it's pretty much i mean the peak of human hearing is 20,000 but 10 is way up there that's the crispiest part of a the most sizzliest part of a hi-hat or a cymbal or something you know right, right, right. anyway so different com- uh, combinations of these frequencies also have effects mm-hmm. so let's say you know patient a through through d or whatever all had you know uh shown serotonin release whenever applying this combination of frequencies and, uh, you know, what I did, <laughs> interesting, is I've been studying these for a long time. And in my early 20s, I did all these tests on myself and then was, got really into them, was doing all this research where I uh, was, was playing these at, at nighttime when I was sleeping. And so I played these different, diff- different types of, of, of beats and combinations I was creating. And then in the morning, I would wake up and, like, write down the results of what I was feeling. So I kind of put myself in the lab yeah. for these two. Uh, and so it's it's been great to to come back and be able to put that into practice and and share that that information and yeah and just the the actual um technology in itself yeah no um, it's it's pretty badass and i remember when i first started listening to one of your beats which i think it was the one that started in theta and then dropped to delta oh yeah through. yeah it felt like I, my brain just got dropped off a cliff yeah. like i was I was still conscious, but out. Yeah, like we, I popped out from that, and I was like, "Whoa!" It's so where funny the that both of us I go? had the same experience too. We were joking about it, feeling like we got kicked off a ledge. And yeah, fell into yeah. You know, and unfortunately, as far as these go, uh, you know, we're in a unique position you know, with creating these beats because a lot of the ones out there are either made by scientists who sign no you know I, I have friends that are scientists and i love them but they got the least amount of swagger out of any people yeah, right. and, you know and then um some people are just kind of woo woo new age types trying mm-hmm. to make them or whatever um the beauty of this is that uh i'm a you know audio engineer by trade and a composer mm-hmm. and uh have also studied these for a decade so it's uh, my music and my own personal music I compose already uses so much things I've researched um, as far as subconscious effects of sound and music on the individual, emotional responses and states and all those type of things. So it's really the most perfect opportunity to not only make them really effective, but make them sound killer and have them be musical and have them also be pl- pleasing to the ear as well you know yeah because a lot of them are either really cheesy or they're super dry sounding so yeah, it's very very mechanical yeah yeah so it's it's a it's, it's kind of the just or everything. and then and then the most common ones the dude is just charging a ridiculous amount right. for these beats acting like they're magical and then making a bunch of false claims which i think is some of the reason why binaural beats have like if you look on the web it, it has a little bit of stink around it when you start looking at forms and stuff it's because people have taken something that's cool and then tried to almost push it so far by charging whatever ridiculous price and all the cheesy marketing things that they're doing that they've and making these claims that they've turned something 
that's cool into something that's scammy and woo woo. Yeah, you know? like we've we've joked about like multiple times is on the website where it's like ten years of Buddhist Zen Buddhist training yeah, right. in twenty minutes, and we're like, no, nah, the only thing that gets you ten years of Buddhist training is ten years of Buddhist <laughs> right. training. Yeah, this, exactly. You know, <laughs> right, it's, it's cheapens both sides of it. You know, whenever they do, or the 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 price getting the market. You know, people that market it with the most like elementary marketing style, where they're like, oh, yeah. look at this whole package. Normally costs nine thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, Red yeah, yeah, line yeah. through it. We're selling it to you for two. Ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! I better hurry. I, you know? I saved eight thousand seven hundred dollars <laughs> by ordering now. So there's there's some shit out there. But I also looked to you know looked to some of the clinical data. I found two studies that were interesting. Um, and there's some other studies. The thing about this though, you're testing binaural beats, right? It's part art and part science, right? This is music. Exactly. Like yeah. it's not all music is not going to be the same just because something's a binaural beat and it gets tested doesn't mean that all binaural beats are going to have that same effect. Absolutely. And, so. and the biggest, you know, the, the biggest part about making them is that, yeah, any anyone can put these frequencies together and uh, put some music on top of it and try and have this thing. But the the real magic in, in the effectiveness of the entrainment is the um, the awareness and the touch and the blend and, and of the volume of all the you know, frequencies that are working together sure. and the music in itself. That's where the, the real craftsmanship comes in. And that's yeah. where, in you know, my opinion, ours really excel. I totally agree. So, <clears throat> all right, so here's, here's the studies. Uncontrolled pilot study showed that after 60 days of delta wave, which is, of course, the most relaxing uh, brainwave state of binaural beats, there was a decrease in trade anxiety, P equals 0 0.004, uh, an increase in quality of life and a decrease in insulin-like growth factor and dopamine observed between pre- and post-innervation measurements. So that one was pretty cool. And then the other one that did have a control group um, showed it was actually testing like pre-surgery anxiety for pre-operative patients. And they gave one group binaural beats and another group just some regular music to listen to and um, showed really strong results in the reduction of anxiety for pre-operative measures. So a couple clinical trials showing some positive results there too, which is always good to see, but I'd really like to get our beats yeah. in, in a clinical setting. And so I'm going to try and figure out how to get that happen. At least Killer. get some like, you know, talk to um, the people at get muse that yeah. little portable EEG and do some, you know, just kind of brainwave research where we're at least getting the, you know, the EEG data on the brain mm -hmm. as far as what's happening there. So we'll work, we'll work to get that done. But bottom line, you know, these things are, fucking a huge cool tool for me and sometimes it feels like my brain waves are a little more stubborn than others mm -hmm. like particularly like if i'm too hungover yeah and i'm like god i just want to relax but i'm still too hungover sometimes the beats won't work and sometimes it's like i said it's like i'm just got dropped off a cliff and it works perfectly so you know it also depends on how what other large macro factors sure you know if, if i'm in this massive detox like through I'm trying to detox my liver, doing this whatever hangover thing. That's one of the notable failures I had was when I was like really hungover. And I was like desperately trying to get some, <laughs> get some, some relief. relief. Yeah. And the binaurals didn't work then. But there's been other times where I've been restless or just anxious about something where I'll put those on. Or as like a substitute for a nap. I didn't get right. enough sleep. Yeah. I got 30 minutes. What's the best way to optimize that? You know, put on one of these beats. And I feel like I just had a two-hour nap yeah. without that kind of grogginess of, uh, I woke up in a weird sleep cycle and, and yeah, all that. I, I so. use them all the time for myself. And alternatively, uh, the the ones that I made for focus are really helpful too. You know, yeah. I've been feeling yeah, yeah, murky sure. brained and, and, and put them on and just 
bam you know it's like uh it's amazing it's really yeah. amazing and you know the of course as as we talked about there's a lot of um cheap and uh uh poorly marketed ones out there and there's uh, you know s- some great reports about it and some people you know criticize it as well like anything but i think f- fundamentally with anything in life just experience just try, try them out, out. Try you get out. results yeah awesome. boom yeah and fortunately i'm very very confident in the fact that anyone that tries them is going to get some results too you know i think i think it's badass and really this is just one of the tools in the shed i mean yeah. if we're talking about these things that can really help your life i mean experiencing all these tools knowing where your nearest float tank is so you know mm-hmm. what that tool's like having meditation as a tool having binaural beats as a tool having supplements as a tool having all of these things so that you just have whatever you need to draw on and just right. more opportunities and options i mean that's shit that's what i'm fucking exactly in. yeah you put yeah. all the small pieces together to create uh voltron is it yeah voltron? <laughs> i don't know is, is that it, a I transformer think, i think no i think voltron i just get is distracted by the hot leading ladies that have those <laughs> movies. I, don't know, I don't know you know what that is um yeah for sure man so we're gonna have those uh online for sale aubreymarcus.com we're gonna sort that out figure that out it might even be out by the time this podcast release i don't know that's right we're figuring that shit out yeah, right now though there's not much work left to do yeah, yeah we're right at the end and we're also going to work on layering uh some guided meditations on top of some of these tracks yeah. too so have it's like the lubed water slide effect that's we right. got the, we got the beats underneath and the meditations on top so that should be pretty cool. Yeah, and we've recorded one with you already. Recorded and one with me. Recorded. Although I'm better at it now than <laughs> I was then, and my patient fell asleep. Yeah. That one too, which is I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I know. And She's I recorded one as well. So we we've, we've got uh, we've got those two. Right? Yeah, and we're gonna get uh, Anahata's gonna lay one down cool. on Monday. So cool. we're gonna have uh, have some options here for people. So great. Well, shit, man. What else is going on? Anything else before we wrap this uh, wrap this hour up? Just everything. Got a new record out. Hell Check yeah. that out. It's called The Source, Corey Allen. It's um, it's available on a beautiful green translucent vinyl. Uh, it's available on CD and also on iTunes. Um, check that out at my website, Corey-Allen.com. That's there. Uh, and that's really, you know, that's a really interesting record. It's Music mm-hmm. is always changing over the years, and um, this one is, is just, they just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a special it smooth? one. It is extraordinarily smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Almost too smooth. <laughs> a lot of people have reported actually that they've broken their vinyl because they tried to put on the on the record player and it just squirted out of their hands <laughs> <laughs> and shattered. It was too too lube. It was too smooth. Yeah, or or some people have pulled them out and they've just like wilted the records. Have just kind of wilted over because it's the. The record itself is so relaxed that it just yeah it just can't even hold form anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just returns to its pure bendy light state. Totally, like like in Interstellar when they're going through the wormhole and their hands just start to get all fucking wobbly and shit. Oh, you mean just normal reality? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, in Corey's world. (laughs) But yeah, the the body has seen through Corey's brain. That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm really really uh, so happy with that that record and and um, hope people can enjoy that beautiful yeah. people follow my man Corey allen underscore Corey allen that's right on twitter and uh everything else all the mm-hmm. other channels keep up with him he's a bad motherfucker i appreciate you as it's always true. my friend thanks i appreciate you too Aubrey. yep and uh yeah check out those beats aubreymarcus.com if they're not out yet they will be soon we'll put up some links by the time this podcast 
releases. So hope you dig them. And um, we're going to sort out a way to make sure that you do because we don't. We want people to be happy. It's the way we roll. Oh, yeah. We yeah that's what it's all about. We want people to be happy. Yeah, we want them to be happy. We want to get um, some relief, awakening, Fuck yeah. mindfulness. Why not? Introspection. Makes the game more fun. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Anything that turns up the voltage on your consciousness, I'm behind 100%. No doubt. Yeah. Or turns it down, up <laughs> yeah. or down, one or the other. We should be able at least to have our fingers on the knob. Yeah, let's create a knob. For let's create a knob. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, my brother. Until right. next time, we'll see you later. Thank you, everybody. Peace.